Hello and welcome to the 2000s Chart Show, the show exploring the music of the noughties, one UK Top 40 singles chart at a time. This week it's the 17th of May 2003 and music sounds like this. Last week's chart may have been a big snooze fest thanks to Ronan Keating and Craig David, but this week's chart 20 years ago more than makes up for it, with instant classics from Big Brothers, Good Charlotte, and of course, who else? The Cheeky Girls. Cheeky, 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 indeed. A word of warning before we start this week's chart. Triskaidekathobiacs better beware, because we have 13 new entries this week. That's right. 13 new entries, but there's also two re-entries. So technically 15 new entries, but A, I'd already done the spooky sound effects, and B, when we get to number one, you're really going to realise that this chart is truly cursed. So the spooky sounds will match. But before we get to this week's UK Top 40 20 years ago, it's time to set the scene a little bit, put you into 2003 spirit. I can tell you that on this date, was the 2003 FA Cup in which Arsenal beat Southampton. Honestly, I think it's a little bit of rude of football to get in the way of the great activity that is paying attention to the singles chart. But, but hey, people like to kick a ball around, I've heard. But moving swiftly on from the football and the kicking around, let's get straight into this week's chart with number 40, a song that's already a firm favourite of this podcast. After three weeks, Triple Eight have nearly been knocked out of the charts with their song, Knockout. Let's have a look at its descent through the charts. Started at number eight two weeks ago, then went to the lofty heights of 25, a 17 place drop, which seemed pretty dramatic. And then it's taken another 15 place drop this week to number 40. So Triple Eight, not the hot new boy band that were promised. Which is a great shame because the week before this chart, Smash Hits had been released. And thanks to the amazing people on the internet who run the Smash Hits Forever blog, we have that issue of Smash Hits. And this Smash Hits, now looking back, is absolutely full of hubris because it features, of course, on the front cover, Triple Eight. And it says that we should meet the sexiest new boy band on the planet. Be warned, colon, these boys are seriously wild. Not being rude to the attractiveness of people 20 years ago, 
But if this is the hottest boy band on the planet, then we need to have some serious talk about the attractiveness of boy bands as a whole because they're an odd-looking bunch. This Smash Hits interview is particularly kind of pathetic because it's constantly them talking about what they're going to do when they become the biggest band in the world. And obviously, with hindsight, we know that that never happened. A choice quote from Jamie Triple Eight. Don't forget that in Smash Hits, every person has their band as their last name. In the interview with Triple Eight, Jamie Triple Eight says, We want to be the best band in the world. We wouldn't be doing this if we wanted to be average. Sad to read that. Triple Eight might not have fully worked out in the way they wanted to, but this interview does have some really huge news about Triple Eight that we must share before they lose their place in the chart. And of course, this wouldn't be a real chart show if we didn't cut to the news every so often. So the time is triple eight o'clock and it's time to hear the latest headlines. This is the 2000s chart show. News at eight. Oh, our latest headlines this hour. Dave Triple Eight was once bought a pina colada by Pink. Sparks Triple Eight says he gets sad when he speaks to his gran. Quote, she lives on her own and she's quite old. Jamie Triple Eight loves Chinese food. In a statement he said, it's my absolute favourite. Justin Triple Eight has a soft spot for girls with hats. More developments as we get them. Josh Triple Eight hates dog poo. He says, it's horrible, especially when you fall in it. They have been a little bit of a punching bag for the last few weeks on this podcast. But again, I restate it. They're doing fine. Sparks, otherwise known as Ian James, is a very successful songwriter who won Eurovision in 2011. And the other one's married to Kimberly Walsh. So they're really winning life. We really do love Triple Eight. We are the ones starting the campaign to get Knockout on Spotify, which it isn't. I messaged Ian James himself to see if he could help in that. No reply yet, which is rude, but it's fine. I've been <laughs> rude to you, so I guess we're even. So from AAA at 40, we move on to number 39, which is a new entry, Hell is for Heroes with Retreat. That's right. Hell is for heroes. Spooky scary. Spooky scary indeed. So Hell is for Heroes are an English post-hardcore band. And for those of you who don't know what post-hardcore is, it's when you have to send really extreme letters. (laughs) That's uh, post it's the joke because you have to post hardcore things moving on we have to pack the jokes in for hell is for heroes because what can you say about them other than this is their last ever top 40 single they are making a real retreat from the chart before we say goodbye to hell is for heroes for the last time though just to point out 
that this song includes the lyric, and this is the first line. We better get injected just to combat our demented ways. Perhaps the ultimate anti-anti-vax statement there. So maybe this is a song that needs to be brought back into the public consciousness to combat anti-vax sentiments. A little bit of food for thought there that you can chew on as we listen to number 38, another new entry. Ching Ching brackets Loving You Still by Terry Walker. Walker, an interesting example of someone who has changed their name as a pop star into a name that's less interesting than their own real name. So Terry Walker is her stage name, but her real name is Chanel Gestenbauer, which I think, honestly, she should have kept. Like, why not? You're never going to meet another Chanel Gestenbauer. It would certainly make it easier to get your Twitter name, which we weren't thinking about in 2003, but honestly have a bit of foresight Chanel. A little bit about Terry Walker because this is her first and only top 40 single. So Ching Ching Brackets Loving You Still is from it's from Terry Walker's album Untitled which mm, very clever. Oh it's untitled but that is the title. Oh brilliant. But that brilliance not enough for me but clearly enough to get her nominated for the Mercury Prize in 2003. She was beat by Dizzy Rascal's Boy in the Corner. If you're thinking, oh, I think I recognise Terry Walker's voice from somewhere. She is the voice of that famous Shanks and Bigfoot song. No, 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 no. No, the the other Shanks and Bigfoot song. Sing along their follow-up to Sweet Light Chocolate. I realised that bit was kind of contrived because... I think you know that it's just me recording this, but I guess we're going to now pretend that there's a producer who cues all the songs but is totally silent, and he's called Henry. So in future podcasts, if I mention producer Henry, you'll know, because you started on this podcast early, that that's a fictional contrivance. But future listeners won't know. And now, of course, let's get Henry to cue up the next track. Yeah, if you could please, thanks, Henry. Number 37. At number 36, down from 24, is Out of Time by Blur. Love will be, but if we start dreaming now, Lord knows we never clear the clouds. And you've been so busy lately that you haven't found the time to open up your mind. That is Blur's Out of Time, their last top 10 single 
to date, but I think they could still do it, maybe. Don't know. Get, do a bloody TikTok challenge, eh? <laughs> it's fine. We've retreated to 2003. We've lost the battle, but we're winning the war of getting to hear 2003, so that's fine. Talking of 2003 songs, here's Lil Kim with the jump off at number 35. We the best, still is room for improvement. Our presence is felt like a black movement. movement. Seven quarter to eights, back to back. When I'm sitting on chrome, seven times. Set us for my beats. With the bendings, the hummers, the bends. Escalate, we can spend. Jumping out the jaguar with the tins. Hey yo, keep your bread up and live good. East Coast, West Coast, worldwide. All my players in the hood stay fly. And if you're balling, let me hear you say bye. Yeah. Banging rude girl hip hop smash hits caused that in its review. Although Lil Kim is better known for displaying her ample charms to the paparazzi at every available opportunity, she does occasionally make the odd good track as well. She doesn't quite have Missy Elliott's charisma, brackets, or indeed tunes, but if you're after a bit of ballsy female hip hop, you could definitely do worse. The pint sized rapper says she wants to work with Eminem in the future, and judging by this attitude heavy single, he should be a little scared. Smash Hits gave the jump off four ice lollies out of five. Fab ice lollies, incidentally, so I guess it is four fabs, which is actually quite a good rating system. Interesting point there raised about her wanting to work with Eminem on her 2003 album La Bella Mafia, which the jump off is from. She was originally gonna include a song about how horny she was for Eminem. We have an AI voice here to read you out the lyrics that she was going to put on her album. Dear Eminem, you just don't understand. I want to melt in your mouth and not in your hands. Your accent make me horny. You got hits. So keep the remix. Your bum is on my tits. Lovely stuff there. But unfortunately, maybe she heard what Eminem said about her in one of his songs from the 8 Mile soundtrack. I'm convinced, man, something really wrong with these hoes. I thought Lil' Kim was hot, till she start fucking with her nose, goddamn. So the Eminem and Lil' Kim duet may not have happened because of horniness and hurt feelings respectively, but one iconic duo did make it into this week's UK Top 40. But enough about the cheeky girls. Let's talk about the White Stripes at number 34. Seven Nation Army there. On its first week in the chart, it was at number seven. It was an amazing moment. We will all remember where we were the day we learnt that. Last week, it got to number 14, which, of course, is two times seven. And then this week, it's at number 34, which maths fans out there will know is three plus four equals seven. This all may sound very contrived to you, but this is the week in which Taylor Swift fans have made a random untitled book top of the bestseller list just because its release date has numbers that vaguely add up to Taylor Swift's favourite number. So I guess we're all in the market for numerological bullshit. So I thought I'd jump on the bandwagon. Glean whatever numerological bullshit you want from the fact that Scandalous by Mystique is at number 33. Oh my God, that's crazy because there's three of them, but twice. (laughs) 
Smash Hits this week had no particular specific Mystique content, but they did make an appearance in the issue's Crap Jokes Corner. So if you will allow me to read you from said Crap Jokes section, what did Alicia Mystique say when Sabrina Mystique forgot her flip-flops? You're sandalless. But moving on to the next Crap Joke, because it is about the artist... Who's at number 32? What did Daniel Beddingfield say to the Japanese textbooks? I think that's a little unfair. That's right. I can't read you the subject of one of Smash Hits crap jokes this week. Not, of course, calling Daniel Bedenfield a crap joke. That would be rude. And I'm definitely not insinuating or hinting at that at all now. Awkward silence. Number 31 then. A new entry for Groove Armada with Easy. One of the many reasons in which I was tempted to do a podcast kind of focused on 20 years ago in the noughties is because 2023, I think we can all admit, is a hellscape, and especially a content hellscape. One of the things that has made it so hellish, I think, is the fact that everything now has to have an SEO-optimised article, because God forbid anyone could Google anything without someone delivering them some shit content that gets them like 28p in revenue. Easy by Groove Armada has become a victim of this. And this is thanks to songmeaningandfacts.com, which has done a page on the song meaning and facts about the song Easy. So you didn't get to hear the lyrics in that little clip there. But allow me to read from Song Meanings and Fact, dissecting this in the most SEO optimised way possible for maximum revenue. 2003, problematic time, war in Iraq and all that. 2023 active hellscapes so articles like this are wise so the wording of Groove Armada's easy is terse and the lyrics repetitive but that that doesn't necessarily mean what is being put forth is easy no pun intended to understand but from the vocalist perspective what she's saying is the thesis statement is that looking back it was easy there's a kind of smell of AI here isn't there which is again another one of the reasons why 2023 seventh circle of hell 
Later, it is revealed that what it is would be an easy job that the narrator was tasked with. She further defines this endeavour as something to do by you, i.e. via or for the addressee, which honestly is the most difficult statement to understand the song. But that said, we can also conclude that the vocalist considered t- said task a sacrifice on her behalf. So that's paragraph two. So taking into consideration, it reduces the singer to some sort of favour for the addressee. Perhaps that's a way that the latter, and let's say the average person in general, will perceive the situation. But the vocalist who lets this person know that due to the love she has for this individual, she considers making such sacrifice a natural effect not easy as she puts it. So that's three paragraphs, all from the following lyrics. Because looking back, it was easy, ooh yeah, it was easy. Because I know that I can sacrifice. Looking back, it was easy, easy, easy. Yeah, yeah, it was easy. Looking back, it was easy. Hellish. Moving on to someone who would probably love a little bit of hell. Spooky, scary. Here's some early emo from H.I.M. Or him? Number 30, another new entry for him, h.i.m, with Buried Alive by Love. If you can't remember him, if you weren't a Kerrang reader in 2003, let's say, they're a Finnish band, the lead singer kind of looks like Jack White's spooky scary sibling and they produce this kind of pre-emo kind of moody emotional florid alternative rock buried alive by love is a prime example of that the lyrics made me pause for thought to give you a little bit of kind of wider musical history so in 1985 madonna releases a song called dress you up This song was put on a list called the Filthy 15, which was so-called explicit songs that were drawn together to basically argue for the parental advisal sticker that you now get on albums. Remember those? Dress You Up seemed fairly innocuous, so people were kind of wondering how that made it onto this list alongside such classics as Wasp's Fuck You Like an Animal. And the general consensus was that the people who put up the list had assumed that dress you up in my love meant coming all over someone with that in mind i can't help but think that buried alive by love means to drown in cum how could i come to any other conclusion a little bit more about him so they're a finnish band and the name h-i-m stands for his infernal majesty who of course we know is satan therefore we can only assume that the song buried alive by love is about being deluged by the splooge of Beelzebub himself. And if that isn't worth writing a song about, I don't know what is. And that is a perfect segue from Satan Seaman. Let's go up from hell into heaven and visit the spirit in the sky. Down from 18 at number 29. I want to come back as Gareth's hair gel. 
I think is one of the most quietly erotic moments of 2003. One more thing to note, this is the third version of Spirit in the Sky to get to number one, and so far the last. So, Lewis Capaldi, like, what are you doing? Get on it. We need another Spirit in the Sky. And why old Lewis gets to work on that. We're going to move on to number 28, another new entry. As I said, there's 15 of these this week, so we've got to get through them. This is Saffron Hill featuring Ben Onono with My Love Is Always. No, 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 has a special place in this podcast heart because he was the co-writer of one of our favourite dance tracks, which is Tim Deluxe's It Just Won't Do. Not sure why, but every time I hear that song, I just think of the kind of mid-2000s wags, like, going around Portugal with massive sunglasses on. Also not sure the extent of Ben Onono's co-writing there. Was he responsible for every one of the Lars? Or do you think that his other co-writer was like, yeah, nine Lars is good, but have you tried 13? So that's Ben Onono. As for Saffron Hill, there seems to be no information at all online about him, her, them... We just don't know. Every time you search it, all you get is Saffron Hill, which is a neighbourhood in Camden, apparently. Saffron Hill's SEO game they're lacking. Talking of people who disappeared off the face of the earth, David Snedden here at number 27 with Don't Let Go. last week's episode which is still available at all major podcast outlets we talked about david steden and how he disappeared because he was basically tired of being famous even at this point in his career he's on his second single he already seems to be a little bit sick of it so this is from the smash hits of that week david steden does a section called our scruples in which he chooses between the office and the simpsons say but this is from the section famous or non-famous He chooses non-famous and says, I'd rather not be famous. It would be nice if you could do the music but stay anonymous. Which makes sense because he entered a talent competition called Anonymous Academy. Oh no, it was called Fame Academy. Closing the name, David. David Snedden might not want to be famous, but one person who certainly did was Delta Goodrum. And here she is, number 26, down from 19, born to try. Choices. Be wrong 
Delta Goodrum's Born to Try, a song that, as we discussed last week, debuted on the TV show Neighbours, which had an ingenious tie-in with Delta Goodrum's real career, where she would play an aspiring songwriter on Neighbours and then would release the songs in real life. No one quite explained why this anonymous schoolgirl was able to produce like professional-level tracks, but... That's just, I guess you have to accept absurdity in a soap opera. It would be a bit ridiculous to be like, yeah, I can accept that she's been replaced by her evil twin while she suffers from amnesia after a, the 12th fire that the pub has seen. But I draw the line at Delta Goodrum playing professional level music. And we will move on to number 25, down from 20 in its fourth week, Madonna's American Life. So, I went into a bar Looking for sympathy a little company, I tried to find a friend, it's more easily said, it's always been the same, this type of modern life is not for me, this type of modern life is not for free. That's right, American Life by Madonna, featuring one of the best raps of the year. Why we've got that rapping AI voice here. Should we have a listen to it? I'm drinking a soy latte. I get a double shotte. It goes right through my body and you know I'm satisfied. I drive my Mini Cooper and I'm feeling super duper. You can tell me I'm a trooper and you know I'm satisfied. I love how that voice makes everything sound like a kind of audiobook. That's American Life, the autobiography by random AI there. Madonna, of course the most successful female artist of all time, an absolute superstar in America. And she is followed in the chart at number 24 by someone who famously never could quite make it work in America. It's fine because he's pretty much the biggest pop star of the 90s and noughties that Britain produced, but that American success proved elusive for Robbie Williams with Come Undone. Undone. If I keel over from a heart attack at the age of 47, I want everyone to know that it was the stress put on me by trying to segue from one of these tracks to another that did it, okay? But let's talk on Robbie Williams for a second. His lack of success with Cracking America was kind of the, one of the biggest jokes of pop music at the time, even so that Smash It's features a small item in one of its news stories that just couldn't help but stick the knife in to Robbie Williams. The price in pounds for Robbie's album Escapology in US record stores is down to $6. Not long to go until the bargain bin, Rob. That's pretty harsh. I mean, I know. I know he was like just about to do the biggest series of concerts that Britain has ever seen, but still feels like punching down somehow. Though Robbie may have struggled to get a US hit, one group who didn't was Dead or Alive. One group who didn't was Dead or Alive. Their classic 80s UK number one, You Spin Me Round Like a Record, got to number 11. In the Billboard charts. And now, nearly 20 years after it was released, it is back in the UK charts at number 23 with a new remix version. I've got to have my way now, baby. 
a new remix of You Spin Me Around to coincide with Dead or Alive's new Greatest Hits album. That song was once voted the fifth best number one of all time by The Guardian. I know that polls of the kind of best things of all time should be taken with a pinch of salt, but this Guardian list is particularly good because it was the first time I read the opinion that Cher Lloyd's Swagger Jagger had aged like a fine wine. You can't stop looking at me, staring at me, be what I be. You can't stop looking at me, so get up by my face. Which seems like a crazy, insane thing to say, but... If you listen to it, it's true, you know. Those Guardian pop journalists know what they're talking about. Although You Spin Me Round Like a Record would never get to number one again, this is not the last time that we're going to hear about it from the charts. It also came back into charts a few years later at number five after Pete Burns' iconic appearance on Celebrity Big Brother. Pete's got a jacket made out of monkey. My fucking coat is in police custody. Gorilla, fuck off. My coat's been arrested. And I want that coat back within the next two hours. Never spare an opportunity to talk about how amazing Pete Burns is. If you don't know about him, he started his career in a record store in which he was very famous in Liverpool for his... I'm acting like I I met him. I didn't. I read all of this. This is all research. I know it feels like freewheeling off the top of the dome stuff, but no. Hard research went into this show. And one of the things I learned is that when Pete Burns worked at that record store, if you tried to buy a record he didn't like, he would refuse to sell it to you. Which, honestly, as I sit here playing you songs like Born to Try by Delta Goodrum, I kind of wish that I had a little bit of that attitude and I was just like, no, I'm not going to play it. But we aren't all Pete Burns, you know. Another fact about Pete Burns' record store days is that the song You Spin Me Round Like a Record, he says, was inspired by, I guess, watching endless records spin round during his time working behind the counter. This obviously means that I, in a few years, will write my UK number one single, You Play Me at 1.5 times speed, baby, brackets, like a podcast. Keep a lookout for that. You play me at 1.5 times speed, 1.5 times speed, like a podcast, baby, fast, 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 fast. That's a little glimpse for you, but if you want more, you're going to have to stream it on Spotify because I need those fractions of pennies that that would get me. And now let's move on to someone who is not short of a few fractions of pennies. Who else but Jennifer Lopez, here at number 22 with All I Have. Wait a minute, don't bounce, baby. Let's talk about this, man. Well, I'm bouncing and I'm bouncing. I gotta leave you alone. Cause I'm good. Holding down my spot and I'm good. Repping the girls on the block and I'm good. I got this thing on lock. So without me, you'll be fine, right? And at number 21, we have Damaged by Plummet. From here, let's plummet straight into the top 20 of the UK Top 40 singles chart from the 17th of May 2003. At number 20, down from 12 this week, is Cry by Kim Marsh. You'll hear that in a second, but first we need to talk about the general levels of shade put onto Kim Marsh at this time. Last week, 
we talked about the Mystique co-cad in which she features for about three seconds at the end in a way that's actually ruder than if she had never appeared at all. And that theme was continued in this week's issue of Smash Hits. So one page features a ad for Box Live, which was a concert starring Girls Aloud, Mystique, Busted, Blazing Squad and Kim Marsh. Frankly, an incredible lineup, and Mike Hoopla should try and book as many of those as they can. Who doesn't want to see a 30-something Blazing Squad? I know I do. So this lineup would still work today, but at the time... They couldn't resist throwing a little bit of shade of Kim Marsh. Girls Aloud, Mystique, Busted and Blazing Squad have these massive images on this poster. And then this poster really feels like they kind of forgot that Kim Marsh was in the lineup. And then were like, oh no, crap, just fit her in where you can. And so she gets the tiniest bottom corner, which is the kind of pictorial equivalent of someone whispering, oh, and Kim Marsh is there as well. I'll put it onto Twitter just so you can see what I mean by that. As well as the savagery of that box live poster kim marsh was also the subject in this week's smash hits of a section they have called you can run but you can't hide in which basically they get readers of smash hits to ask the rudest questions they can to celebrities a frankly brilliant format that someone should turn into one of those kind of youtube series who wants to read someone reading first tweets about themselves when you can have them reading like why you're such a knobhead I've copyrighted that idea, by the way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Some of these res- questions, these people should do political interviews. They have cut to the core, like even Paxman wishes. So here's a sample of some of the questions that Kim Marsh gets asked. Who does your hair? Question mark. The local council. I don't know if that was a kind of running insult at the time, but it is very funny to think that uh, people doing council-sanctioned haircuts for the particularly needy. Why were you such a miserable cow in hearsay? Brilliant. That is funny. Why have you started talking all posh? And what's happened to Jack? Of course, we remember she was married to Jack Ryder at the time, the classic EastEnders hunk, I guess, that was married to Sonia in the show and married to Kim Marsh in real life. What's more 2003 than that? This reader asks, what's happened to Jack? He looks like a toad. Great work to all of the people who wrote into the You Can Run But You Can't Hide section. But I can't help but feel sorry a little bit for Kim Marsh. Well, I can until I am forced to listen to her song again, which is not great, but that's the format of this show. So here's 30 seconds of it. Tell me if you'd like to stay in touch. I would like to say that I ever meant to make you cry. I think about you every day, no matter what your friends might say. And let's wash that musical swill out of our heads as soon as we can by listening to number 19 this week. In its 11th week on the chart, still the longest running single on the top 40 chart that we're talking of. And that's, again, because it's one of the best songs ever written, Move Your Feet by Junior Senior. Stop. Can't stop. Can't stop the beat. I won't stop. Won't stop. 
every time you hear that song, it's so perfect. If anyone keeps an eye on the 2023 charts, masochists, I guess, of which I include myself, you'll notice that the song Mr. Brightside never leaves the top 100 because people are constantly streaming it. And that's how we know, again, that we live in a modern hellscape because everyone knows that the song that should be constantly in the chart is Move Your Feet by Junior Senior. Again, dark timeline. There's no possible segue I can think of going from Junior Senior to this next song. So let's just roll on to number 18, our next new entry, The Dandy Warhols, We Used To Be Friends. That's right. Never forget that the lead singer of the Dandy Warhols is called Courtney Taylor Taylor, which works as a kind of indie version of Duck Duck Goose, if you're so inclined to play that. Obviously, Dandy Warhols' biggest song in the UK is Bohemian Like You, but we used to be friends. A good meat and potatoes indie song there. In an interview with Song Facts, Courtney, Taylor Taylor, of course, affirmed that this song was autobiographical and it was about a close friend of his called Mark. A little mix-up resulted in them not speaking for years obviously this being the show it is we're going to speculate out of nothing that the friend he fell out with was mark from westlife no evidence for that but you've never seen them be friends have you and it's obviously because of their huge falling out that song if you could kind of hear the 80s inflection is because it was produced by nick rose from duran duran and of course the marshmallows out there know that that song was the theme tune to veronica mars a classic piece of mid-noughties television that anyone who's I don't know dissatisfied with their life enough that they're as heavily invested in 2000s nostalgia as we are here worth checking out as a show and it's not like we are the first generation to experience nostalgia we've already heard you spin me round right back in the chart and here at number 17 we have a re-entry of another former number one a re-entry that is a re-2003 remix that frankly ruins the original song so you need to hear the carnage that ensues when rhythm is a dancer by snap was given a 2003 remix rhythm. you can feel it people feel it rhythm rhythm is a dancer check this out Yeah, thanks but no thanks for that addition there. Nothing wrong with the original. Except, of course, the one massive thing that people think is wrong with the original. What else could we give our poetry highlight of the week to but this? Which brings us to a poetry highlight of the week. Poetry highlight of the week. I'm serious as cancer when I say when I say that rhythm is a dancer. Many people have considered this one of the worst lyrics of all time. The Daily Telegraph even went as far as calling it the worst lyric of all time. A position usually given unfairly, I think, to Desiree's life. I know 
wanna see a ghost It's the sight that I fear most I'd rather have a piece of toast Watch the evening news I... So I'm glad in a way that Snap I'm sorry, there's an exclamation mark there Snap are too able to take some of the brunt of the worst lyric challenge. Of course, the original lyric wasn't always going to be I'm serious as cancer when I said that rhythm is a dancer. This is actually I'm quite excited about this. This is a 2000s chart show exclusive. We have been given unique access to the snap with the exclamation mark there archives and we've actually I've got here the original lines that were the original bar napkin that rhythm is a dancer was written on and it has three other versions of that line crossed out before they decided I'm on I'm serious as cancer when I say that rhythm is a dancer very excited to exclusively reveal these so let me just get my reading glasses on I'm as serious as scarlet fever when I said that rhythm is a diva I'm as serious as pneumonia when I say that rhythm will own ya and there was this last one here um I'm as serious as osteoporosis when I say the rhythm is ferocious. I think on reflection, I'm as serious as cancer when I say that rhythm's a dancer. What's the best of a bad bunch there? Rhythm is a dancer, not the only song trading on nostalgia in this 2003 chart, of course. In its seventh week, a previous number one here for Room 5 and Oliver Cheatham with Make Love. Oliver Cheatham's Make Love at number 16, down from nine last week. In fact, we have a little bit of breaking news about Room 5. Well, as breaking as news can be that's 20 years old. Last week, we mentioned Kid Cream, who was in the chart with his song Hypnotising. And we mentioned that he was the DJ partner of Junior Jack, who did the excellent dance song with Robert Smith of The Cure, Da Hype. And this whole time, it was hiding under our nose the fact that Room 5 and Junior Jack are the same person, so that needs to be acknowledged. And now we have acknowledged it, so we can move on to perhaps the weirdest song from this week's 2003 chart, the singular song that is the Androids, or simply Androids, with Do It With Madonna. When Britney sings, it sounds amazing. Like a belly and a bird. I can't say anything better about this song than the Wikipedia page writer who described the theme of this song as a sage comparative study of the shagability of pop singers. Christina Aguilera, Pink, Britney Spears and Kylie Minogue are all considered and found wanting in preference for Madonna. We're finding already in the few episodes that we've done that Wikipedia's for obscure one-hit wonders are the perfect place to hide erudition. This may be the only Wikipedia page that includes the word shagability because no one cares enough 
to look it up and change it. So shaggability is going to stay there forever. And we love that. What I like less is do it with Madonna. I did buy this on single at the time, weirdly. I think it was just because I really like Madonna. But it's part of that weird genre of songs that are about how shaggable real celebrities are. There, of course, before this was Ozone's Liquid Dreams, which was about having wet dreams about various naughty celebrities. But this wasn't even like a naughty's trend. We can remember in the 2010s that The Wanted had Walks Like Rihanna. She can't sing, she can't dance, but who cares? She walks like Rihanna. As if Rihanna's walk was anything you'd mention in the top 20 best things about Rihanna. Very puzzling song. It's a genre that kind of seems to have gone away now. Our kind of more politically engaged times have rightly considered that writing songs about the relative merits of pop stars is kind of gross. So not everything is a hellscape. There is a silver lining in this cloud of human excrement that is the modern age. And we found it thanks to Do It With Madonna. Who would have thought it? Tim Henwood, the singer of Do It With Madonna, told The Age, which is an Australian paper, I think, Do It With Madonna took me 20 minutes to write. I spent from midnight to 5am demoing it one morning, and now Madonna has actually heard it. It never occurred to me that would happen. It was funny, though, because at the time I remember being careful what I was saying, just in case any of them did hear it. Don't insult anyone. How would you like it if you were pink? Madonna requested a copy for review and, quote, loves it. I think there's some wise advice there. I think I should think to myself more, how would I like it if I were pink? Every time I criticise her for relying entirely on a series of -of middle-of-the-road ballads when her best songs were her rockier songs, but she's followed a audience for easy-to-listen pop pabulum on the radio that, while lucrative is creatively bankrupt. But of course I wouldn't say any of that because I'm thinking about how I would like it if I were pink. So I didn't say any of that. And I just moved straight on to number 14 in the chart. Ex Gongiritia by DMX. X gonna give it to you, number 14, down from 8 in its third week in the chart. And who better to directly follow on from DMX than our number 13 hit, down from 10 last week. It's Ronan Keating and The Long Goodbye. Back again, that it's meant to be sincere. But those words ain't pulling me through Cause I'm still in love with you I spend each day here waiting for a miracle But it's just you and me going through the mill Climbing up ahead This is The Long Goodbye Judging by its 10 place drop there, I'm guessing that it won't be a particularly long goodbye between this song and the charts. So we'll keep an eye on how well that song does, even if it does mean being almost driven to sleep every time we hear it. Being driven to sleep, of course, in no way a perfect segue into the following song by Feeder, a new entry at number 12. Can't 
Ooh, sorry, I completely fell asleep there. A effect that Feeder usually has on me, to be honest. People wonder, looking back at the kind of mid-noughties on the chart, why did all these kind of landfill indie bands suddenly come up and everyone was obsessed with them, even though they were terrible? The answer is because they were all, to a note, more interesting than Feeder. Sorry to someone's favourite band somewhere. I don't know what to tell you. Even Buck Rogers. Not a good song. No one cares if you've got a car that's got a CD player, mate. Move on. I'm not the only one who finds Feeder generally dull. This is a review from Smash Hits this week. More of the same from Feeder. Feeder are hardly at the forefront of groundbreaking indie, but they still write reliably decent tunes. This is a classic indie rock ballad with the usual slushy strings section, but Grant's voice in a lovely chorus makes it better than average. That got three fabs there out of five so behind Lil Kim in the fabometer I think quite rightly let's liven things up a little bit after that shall we why I wipe the sleepy dust out of my eyes let's listen to our number 11 dropping down out of the top 10 from number five last week Ms Kelly Rowland with Can't Nobody segue there into number 10 down from six last week lisa mafia's all over Lisa Mafia there. Lisa Mafia, of course. Her real full name, as we found out last week, is Lisa Mafia in a seismic bit of news. Bringing us into the top 10. It's time to take stock and see what is left in the all-important top 10 from 20 years ago. So last week, number one was Loneliness with Tom Craft. That sold 36,000 copies last week, making it at the time one of the lowest-selling number ones ever. Still a good song, so we don't need to kind of lumber it with that fact. And anyway, since then, the lowest selling number one became Call On Me by Eric Prids, famously. So Tom Craft escaped that particular albatross. That was number one. Number two last week, Rise and Fall by Craig David and Sting. Is that going to rise to number one or is it going to fall to... Yeah, it's going to fall. Let's be honest. Number... Three was last week was Ronan Keaton's The Long Goodbye, which you've just heard. We're still to hear from last week's top ten. You Said No from Busted, last week's number four. And Inter Club by 50 Cent, still in the top ten in its ninth week in the chart, which is pretty good going for old Fiddy. When we get to him, I'll tell you a classic story about the time that 50 Cent pushed my mum. So that's, oh, that's a great name for a one-man show, isn't it? Keep listening to hear that. And first, we're going to talk about some of the new entries of the week. Fighting it out for the top spot this week, we have the return, the long-awaited return from December 2002 of The Cheeky Girls. 
That's right, Monica and Gabriella are back with their song, Take Your Shoes Off. Smash Hits in their review gives it three fabs and calls it catchy electronic nonsense. Will the catchy or the nonsense win out? Will it get that number one that the Cheeky Girls, Cheeky Song did not? That, of course, placed at number three. I say, of course, I, everyone knows that. And it's not just my unique sickness that I can remember that. So the Cheeky Girls there. We also have Good Charlotte with their song, Girls and Boys. Girls don't like boys, girls like cars and money. A pop punk classic. And actually, fun fact about me, one of the only pop punk songs that I can actively stand. So looking forward to hearing that coming up. We have everyone's favourite hip-hop reinterpretation of The Sound of Music. No, the other hip-hop interpretation of The Sound of Music. That's right, it's Favourite Things by Big Brothers. Don't forget, Brothers, of course, spelt B-R-O-V-A-Z. Their classic version of My Favourite Things from Sound of Music with various small and relatively low-value items that are Julie Andrews' favourite things swapped with many designer luxury goods because in 2003, we did not know that we were heading towards an epic international economy-breaking recession. So you can cut Big Brothers a little bit of slack, okay? Famous fact about Big Brothers, of course, is that they weren't economists. They weren't, so they didn't know. So we will forgive them, and we will talk about Bangra Nights versus Husan with the song Husan. You may not remember the name of that song, but once I play it, you almost certainly will recognise it from a car advert that was big at the time. All of that, of course, we will discuss as we go. First, we have this week's Number nine. In order to tell you who this week's number nine is, I will use the medium of the smash hits crap joke corner. We've heard rib ticklers about Mystique and Daniel Benningfield, and now it is this week's number nine acts time to be mercilessly ridiculed. The joke is, which band has got the biggest boobs? And the answer is... That's right. The answer to the question, which band has got the biggest boobs, is Busted. Bust Ed. That's how it's written in the magazine, just in case you didn't get it. I would say of the crap jokes, that is certainly the crappiest. At least the other two had a kind of cadence of a joke. That one, not so good. It wouldn't have been this issue of Smash Hits if there wasn't a reference to Busted somewhere because they're all over this issue like a kind of pop-punk fungus, which makes it particularly funny when they're calling Triple Eight the sexiest, hottest new boy band. Meanwhile, Busted were at number one when they made that statement and this magazine is clearly, to use the modern parlance, horny on main for Matt, James and Charlie. Matt is the subject of the Ask a Stupid Question segment, although as we've seen in the other 
bits of Smash Hits that we've talked about. Every question on Smash Hits is a stupid question, and that's what made it so good. The highlight of Matt's Ask a Stupid Question segment. If the moon's made of cheese, what type of cheese is it? Claire Todd from Xmas asks. He replies, hmm, I think it might be that horrible holy cheese that you get in Germany. Holy, not religious cheese, obviously. Cheese with holes in it. When was the last thing you spilt on yourself? Asked Jenny Rhodes in Stratford. Matt replies, bacon juice. It's on my top right now. Bacon rolls are the best breakfast ever, but everyone spoils them by putting ketchup on it. Don't do it. Sage advice there from Matty from Busted. The band appears in lots of other places across the magazine. And of course, they're about to headline the box live 20 years ago. If there was a time machine and you could go back to one gig, you know that the box live with Busted and Blazing Squad is the one to go for. So everyone at Smash Hit seems to be totally in love with Busted, except Marie from Nottingham, who writes in the letters page, I'm just writing to tell all future Mrs. Simpsons that they are sick. Who'd want to go out with a boy whose eyebrows look like leeches? Next time, girls, if you're looking for someone to write about, how about Blazing Squad or Justin Timberlake? To which Smash Hits replies, Maybe Charlie's eyebrows are leeches. After all, I know plenty of girls who said they'd like to suck his face. Incredible. They've also, seemingly on MS Paint, drawn his eyebrows on in what's supposed to be leeches, but just looks like they've taken the spray paint option on MS Paint and just over them. What a magazine. Smash Hits, RIP. And what a time. Let's move on straight to number eight. Where are we heading for number eight, you ask? Why? In the club, of course. Fifty Cent there with Inder Club down from seven in its ninth week. Impressive stuff. Reached a peak of number three. But this is all filibustering for my story about my mum getting pushed by 50 Cent. I hope that wasn't too clickbaity because technically she wasn't pushed by 50 Cent himself, but a member of the G-Unit, 50 Cent's famous band, question mark. So when I was 10, I entered a competition on the BBC website and the prize was that you could appear on Blue Peter with the to enter a game show in which you would get to interview the Sugar Babes. Because A, which self-respecting pop fan wouldn't want to interview the Sugar Babes? And I know what you're thinking. And the answer is the best lineup. I won't elucidate further. So I won the competition. And that meant that in between filming Blue Peter and doing the rehearsal, we got to wander around the much-missed BBC Television Centre in White City. A little bit of background to that the Top of the Pops and the Blue Peter studios were next to each other. And obviously, again, pop obsessive. Very excited to be very close to the Top of the Pops studio. So we went and had a look and kind of hung around there to see what celebrities we could find who were performing that week. So we saw the Black Eyed Peas with Fergie, trapped Lamar in a lift trying to get his autograph. Yeah. Oh, side note about Lamar, by the way. That's someone who knew that Fame Academy was about fame. David Snedden. But anyway... One of the people that we met was 50 Cent. I think it's actually around this time that we're talking about on this podcast because I think he might have been on the show for... It was either Inder Club or his follow-up, PIMP. And so he was there with his entire G-Unit. And 
I had liked in the club as any 10 year old British white kid would I was like of course I need to get 50 cents autograph but I was too scared to go ask him myself so I asked my mum to go over to him as he was walking from one part of television center to another and she got I would say about 12 inches away from 50 cent kind of proffered my autograph book in front of his face and whichever G unit member was closest to him just fully shoved her and my mum at this time was nearly 40 so yeah that was the time where the G unit almost pushed my mum onto the floor because she tried to get an autograph now I know that 50 cent had previously to this been shot nine times but I don't think any of those other times were from a white woman who grew up in Wimbledon but maybe it was so who am I to judge him but yes claim to fame there I realise now in telling it that the story of me trapping Lamar in a lift was just given away as a bonus story there and yet in itself is a quite a good story get ready for that when Lamar's chart time airs and I'm just going to pretend like I've never told it before again a little treat there for the early adopters to this podcast so 50 cent at number eight and at number seven one of the one of the five new entries left from the Peugeot 206 advert the Bangra Nights with the song Hassan Yes, that's right. That is the song Husan by another in our first episode of this show in the pilot mentioned how great it was that it was not just Richard X featuring Liberty X on Being Nobody, but it was Richard X versus Liberty X. At the time, I said that we needed more confrontational battles in pop. And in number seven, we have it because Husan is by Bangra Nights versus Husan. Look, it's a different time. No one batted an eye at two Dutch people releasing a Bangor song, okay? We just had to move on with it. Anyway. In the blue corner, it's six men in actual chainmail riding on horses with jousting poles. That's right, it's the Bangor Knights. Yeah. Bangor Knights versus Susan there. Who will win? Only time will tell. As I said, that is from... Just going to have to move on from that. Of course, I'm sure there wasn't a real fight to the death between the Bangra Knights and Husan and despite despite me wanting it to be so the Bangra Knights were not in fact real knights they weren't even knighted for their service to music even though that song is late to the party of kind of Bangra in the British charts after Punjabi NC but a good song and from a great advert if you can't remember it it's an advert set in India in which a guy basically kind of crashes his car and gets an elephant to sit on it, all of which to change the body of it to look like a Peugeot 206, which this advert makes us believe was the height of sophistication in 2003. 
I'm not really a Cars guy, so I can't tell you whether that was the case, but I don't think it was. Of course, we can't tell you whether the Peugeot 206 was the height of car elegance, but I can tell you about 2003's greatest haircut, and this is the height of 2003 elegance. It was, of course, the haircut that the guy from Good Charlotte had, where it was just absolutely massive spikes. You can't help but to use more modern parlance, we stand an icon. And we also stand Good Charlotte's best song at number six, a new entry, Girls and Boys. And shopping sprees, these are a few of her favourite things. She'll get what she wants if she's willing to please. His type of girl always comes with a being. Head out is nothing for free. Girls don't like boys, girls like cars and money. Of course, I've just called him the guy with the spikes in Good Charlotte. That is, of course, Benji Madden, who is now married to Cameron Diaz, so it proves you can have the most embarrassing haircut in the world and still be married to one of the 90s most beautiful women. They have a child who's called Radix. Sounds like a gender-neutral term for a rabbit, but who am I to criticise them? I'm sure I hope they're very happy. And that song, we owe a lot to, because finally, someone dared... To write a song about girls and boys. Boys and girls. Boys and girls. Are you looking for a good time? All the boys and the girls together going on when the beat kicks in. You're feeling in your bones. There are a few songs about girls and boys, but that doesn't mean that Good Charlotte didn't tell us the immortal truth that girls don't like boys, boys like cars and money, and that girls will laugh at boys when they are not funny. No one knew that before Good Charlotte said it, so, and it also, you won't remember this from 2003, but it created a seismic shift in the interaction between girls and boys, so Good Charlotte out there changing the world. Good Charlotte, an interesting name for a band. Apparently it comes from a children's book called Good Charlotte, colon, Girls of the Good Day Orphanage. I'm reading here that some other alternative titles were Well-Behaved Tanya, Obedient Donna, or Naughty Gladys. I think they should have gone for Naughty Gladys, but I guess Good Charlotte would do. And also, don't forget, that not only did they teach us the philosophical maxim that girls don't like boys, girls like cars and money, but also that the lifestyles of the rich and the famous are always complaining. So really, some of our great truth-tellers, Good Charlotte, they're... Truth nuggets were too hard for the British public to handle, and so just missing out on the top five there. Who is the person who beat them? Well, it is last week's number two, the immortal team-up of Craig David. The immortal team-up of Craig David and Sting. Blinded by all the pretty girls I see I'm beginning to lose my integrity Sometimes in life you feel the fight is over Over And it seems as though the ride is on the wall Superstar you finally made it But once your picture becomes tainted It's what they call The rise and fall 
Rising Fall by Craig David and Sting takes us into the top five. Here's what's left. Loneliness by Toncraft, last week's number one. We have Favourite Things by Big Brothers and we have another iconic duo to match Craig David and Sting. That's right, Monica and Gabriella Cheeky and another curse song that we're dreading talking about. So last week was three new entries for the top three and this week we have exactly the same, which means that Tomcraft only managed one week at the top of the chart with loneliness and this week there will be a new number one right tom craft with happiness at number four as we said before that song only sold thirty-six thousand copies on its way to number one if you were one of the people who bought that one of those thirty-six thousand people then why not email us and let us know about buying that album at your local woolworths or maybe an hmv maybe a virgin megastore even saying those names of our long fallen physical media shops has uh, hurts my heart a little bit if you want to commiserate the death of the great cd based chains you can email us the 2000s chart show at gmail.com for any of your chart based recollections i'm also looking to hear for anyone who like me has a secret love for this week's number three i will read you out the smash it's review for it this is another three fab review redact the name and see if you can guess who this describes. No matter how many hair extensions you give me, Redacted will always be comical. They can't sing and can barely speak English, but they've made the most of their novelty factor. What's even more ridiculous and annoying is the fact that it's, whisper it, quite good. Now, no more. Well, I say more indeed, because we need to start accepting the fact that this song is secretly good. That's right, it's the Cheeky Girls with Take Your Shoes Off. I don't know what it is about the Cheeky Girls. I have an immense soft spot for them. Especially Take Your Shoes Off, which is my favourite song about taking your shoes off. Stiff competition, I know. I wonder if it was inspired by a little item that there is in Smash Hits this week about the Cheeky Girls, in which apparently they left £1,500 of designer shoes in the back of a cab. It doesn't say whether that is one pair each or multiple pairs of shoes totalling £1,500, but at this point, Smash Hits has only got three years left. It isn't able to do the hard-hitting journalism that it used to do to discover exactly what the nature of the shoes were. If they were only one pair, that would make sense because they were obviously getting into a method-acting-style approach for their song, Take Your Shoes Off. I hope that that's got you shaking it and moving it in wherever you are. There's a few more Cheeky Girls singles to come, so it won't be the last time we talk about Monica and Gabriella Cheeky. Yes, that's right, their real last name is Cheeky. 
That's not true. My One of my favourite Guardian How I Made pieces is about the cheeky song Brackets Touch My Bum. Well worth a read. We'll put it in the show notes. I'll give you a sample though. This is from their mother who, as they mentioned on their Pop Stars The Rifle Audition, did write the cheeky song. Touch My Bum was not in the original version, but I remember saying to the girls, this sounds flat and boring. Pretend to touch your sides with your hands and say, touch my bum. We were laughing our eyes out. Great Romanian phrase, laughing your eyes out. Pure fun. I don't think anyone has had the guts to put the word bum in a pop song before. It sounded too rude. Yeah, that's right. When Wasp were writing the song, I want to fuck you like an animal. It was originally going to be, I'm going to fuck you like an animal and then touch your bum. But they were like, no, there are lines in the sand that we can't cross on one of them is including the word bum in our song, fuck you like an animal. In that way, the cheeky girls are trailblazers because they dared to say the word bum in a song. Where's their Pulitzer Prize? Number three for the cheeky girls there, which means there are only two songs left. So what will be our new number one for the week of 17th of May 2003? Will it be Big Brother's... Will it be Big Brother's Favourite Things or a cursed track? This is number two. Number two, Big Brother's favourite things. I don't know if anyone else out there bought the single, but I certainly bought this single. Big Brother's big band for me at this time. If you bought the single, you too will know that it also does include them doing a version of the Sound of Music version of My Favourite Things. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favourite things. I also wonder if anyone out there was as bamboozled by the lyrics as I was. Until looking up this song yesterday when I was getting ready to record this podcast... I didn't know what a drop drop compressor was. I assumed it was some kind of kitchen gadget. I did wonder why all of their other things seemed to be expensive jewels and clothes, and but they really wanted some kitchen gadget. But it is in fact a type of car. It's a Mercedes-Benz. That's compressor with a K. It seems generally people have a problem with these lyrics. The Google version of the lyrics has the phrase, Diamonds and rubies, I'm crazy Bo Bentleys, which is wrong. It is crazy about Bentleys. I also don't think I knew at the time what a Bentley was. Turns out it's not just Peugeot 206s I didn't know much about. I was just very much not thinking about cars. I blame my dad. He can't drive. I can't drive now uh, either. So my destiny was set in not knowing what those Big Brother songs were. And I ironically do have a lot of kitchen gadgets. So you could clearly see where my mind was even at 10. So although I didn't know the words, I do and did love this song, as did Smash Hits, who gave it five fabs out of five, a full five fab rating. And that's pretty impressive because anyone who bought fabs know they come in packs of three. So that's you'd have to buy two packs to give a five-star rating. So that's how, how impressive that was. And that's on newsprint budgets in the 2000s. So that's probably their expenses broken for a whole week. Here's what the review said. Modern day musical sing-along. What happens when you cross singing nuns with the coolest urban act of the year? 
you get a fusion of classic waltz, huge strings, silky vocals and stunning raps with the bling factor spun in for good measure. That's what. This is a rehash of the Sound of Music classic, but instead of kittens and mittens and other sappy things, BB preferred diamonds and rubies. And who can blame them? This will have Sister Wendy shaking her booty like a homegirl. Stunning raps is a big claim for Favourite Things by Big Brothers, but we'll just let that slide. And our journey through this week's Top 40 is nearly at an end. First I'll recap the 40 to now, and then I'm going to have to break... We're going to have to find a way of talking about the elephant in the room for number one. But first, at 40, knockout by Triple 39, retreat by Hell of Heroes. 36, Chin Chin, Love You Still by Sherry Walker. 37, I'm with you, Avril Lavigne. 36, Out of Time, Blur. 35, Jump Off, Neil Kim, featuring Mr. Cheeks. 34, Seven Nation Army, The White Stripes. 33, Scandalous by Mystique. 32, I Can't Read You, Daniel Benfield. 31, Easy by Groove Armada. 30, Buried Alive by Love by Him. 29, Spirit in the Sky, Navigate Switch in the Kumars. 28, My Love Is Always, Saffron Hill featuring Ben and No-No. 27, Don't Let Go, David Seven. 26, Born to Dry, Delta Good Room. 25, American Life, Madonna. 24, Come and Done, Roy Williams. 23, You Spin Me Round by Dead or Alive. 22, All I Have, Devil Lopez featuring LL Cool J. 21, Damage, Plummet. 20, Cry, Kim Marsh. No, 19, Move Your Feet by Junior Senior. 18, New Entry for the Dandy Warhols. We used to be friends. Not, I didn't use to be friends for the Dandy Warhols. Though. 17, A Re-Entry for Snap with Rhythm for Dancer. 16, Make Love, Room 5 featuring Oliver Cheatham. 15, New Entry for Androids with Do It with Madonna. 14, Excellent Character by DMX. 13, The Long Goodbye by Ronan Keating. 12, Forget About Mochhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhh